everybody, and welcome back to another edition, an Indian Wells edition of the Tennis One podcast. Madison Golden, Patrick Kuehl, and we have our esteemed colleague, Tennis One editor-in-chief, Laura Sunday, joining us as well. Thanks for joining, Laura. And you've got a cool cool background, it looks like, going on. Do you want to give the the listeners a little lowdown of what's in the, what's behind you? Oh, yeah. Well, actually, it's not my house. I'm dog-sitting for someone, but she... Courtney is very well set up. She's got candy, Harry Potter books, everything you could ask for. Um, They have a 65 pound golden doodle that I'm watching right now. So she's crated because she gets too excited and jumps into the camera. But um, yeah, it's a good time. Oh, God. Slightly larger than this guy, huh? Slightly (laughs) larger, yeah. He just wants to be on the podcast. We can do a dog-friendly podcast. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, go get dog. Lift, lift. It's, it's a blur girl. It's a girl. Okay. You could lift her up. <laughs> I could try. <laughs> yeah, featuring the dogs. It's a good time. Good time. And we're going to do um, a little Indian Wells draft. If you listen to our Australian Open podcast, we did something similar. So Patrick will kind of give us the rundown of the rules. And then us three will draft our our players and see how it goes for the Indian Wells tournament. Well, luckily Nate's not here. So somebody in tennis one has to win this time. So basically Ooh. if somebody beats <laughs> us, we just kick them off. Don't let them come back. <laughs> now Nate, Nate's out in Indian Wells, check out a uh, tennis point and pure tennis podcast, Instagram They're They're doing some behind the scenes stuff, but yeah. So we're doing our second draft here for tennis one podcast. Like you said, we did Indian Wells or sorry, Australian open Nate beat us. The women, the, the women's bracket was a bit of a beat down, but the men, we were, I was right there at the end and yeah. uh, I needed Sitsipas to be Djokovic. That didn't happen. You, you all have no. a dinner when we go to Miami. Yep. And you're, you're coming to that dinner, obviously. So we ah, got, love it. Hopefully. Love that for me. <laughs> hopefully it's not somewhere too expensive, Nate. No, <laughs> but yeah, so we're going to do an Indian Wells draft. I'm going to we're putting this on YouTube as well. So for those of you that are going to watch, I'm going to share my screen so that we can see the draws and the draft order and all that jazz here. All right. You guys can see it, right? We can. Yes. Perfect. So the categories for the Indian Wells draft are going to be a kind of similar to what we did for Australian open with a few changes. So once again, we have top 10 players as a category. So you have to pick somebody that's in the top 10 that is playing in the event. I think all the women are playing. There's a, you know, obviously Djokovic is not playing and Nadal is out as well. We're doing Netflix again. Uh, but since there are so many, you know, uh, Kyrgios and uh, Tamjanovic are out and, and especially on the women's side, there's a lot of repeats in the top 10 category as well. So I added two of the players that are going to be in the second half of the Netflix series. Um, so that's Sabalenka and Sviantek are in the women's Netflix category. Then we're going to do uh, wildcard and protected ranking. We did wildcard and qualifiers for Australian Open, but the qualifying's not done yet. So we're just doing the protected ranking players, which and that for those of you that don't know, that's a player that got injured and you can, you know, apply for a protected ranking so that when you do come back from the injury, you don't have to start like really low in the rankings. You can kind of start where you were ranked when you got injured. So we got a lot of players there. And then the last category is the field. So anybody that's not listed in these three columns already, uh, I think last time we kind of let 
let some picks go that were in some of the other categories for the field. I think this time it'll it'll work better if you, you can't pick anybody that's listed Agreed. in one of these other three categories. Um, yes. So, yeah. That'll just make Oh, okay. Well, I might need to do some little little wild card. Might maybe put you on the spot. I have a little this... tennis one app research, Laura. Just just that's pull right. it right yeah, up. Yeah, I'm just gonna pull up my tennis one app real quick. <laughs> Let's go. Just <laughs> so I also have this very not shady site here uh, for those of you watching on YouTube. This is how we're going to determine the draft order, who gets to go first. Basically, I've put our three names in here and you can only do minimum of eight teams. So I just put none for all the other spots, but I'm just going to click this generate draft order and it totally random will tell us who's going first, second and last. Here we go. Let's go. <laughs> that, all right yeah so we got myself if you couldn't tell from that reaction i was I, like what is he going on about i was like that says none <laughs> <laughs> yeah a lot of nuns on here but yeah so we have patrick madison laura i sometimes wonder if the third pick is the best because you get to do two in a row yeah know. it's a snake it's a snake so we'll go myself madison laura Laura, Madison, Patrick, Patrick, Madison, Laura, just like that for uh, so the picks. Did I miss anything, Madison, that you can remember from the last draft? No, I think you gave the rules very precise. I think, I think we're ready. Cool. Let's, should we start with the women first? Yeah, let's mix it up this time. All right. We'll start with the women. Let me consult my notes. The problem is that, you know, I went with Sviantec last time for my first women's pick at the Australian Open and she got upset, you know, like the one tournament she doesn't win is the one where I pick her at. So it's like, do I do I do that again? I think I think I got to go with Sviantec. You know, she she won. That's uh, an obvious pick, but she won the tournament last year. I think the Indian Wells courts are kind of slow compared to some other hard courts. And obviously she does really well on slow surfaces with winning Roland Garros twice and things like that. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. She, she's got some moments. She's won quite a few tournaments already this year. And uh, yeah, I, I just think when the court's slower, it kind of makes you show what, what you've got and she's got a lot of tools. So I'm going to pick her for my women's first pick in top 10. So she's out of Netflix. I think that's a good pick because I was thinking about um, last year when we were in Miami and that's the first time I've seen her play in person and I'm watching and it's just different from other players. You see like how low she gets to the ground, like the hip mobility. Like I remember we asked her about it and we were like, are you doing like more like hip mobility exercises? How do you get that low to the ground and she just kind of said like whatever my trainer tells me to do is what I do so um but I just remember like I think even though she'd already won tournaments up until then obviously she was at like three in a row at that point like three masters 1000s or something and Crazy. I still think people were kind of like meh about her 
And then after she won that one, I feel like people were like, oh my gosh, like she is, I mean, not that people didn't think she was the real deal, but you know, I think sometimes when players win a couple of tournaments in a row, you're like, oh, okay. Like they're just really hot right now, but she has like continued to stay there. So, I mean, I had her as my first one too, but I thought she might get picked. So I did have a backup. So I'm glad. Hopefully Madison doesn't take my backup. <laughs> I take, I take it. <laughs> All right. Well, does she, I mean, she like kind of inherited the number one ranking, right. With Barty retiring. Um, that's true. But then from, like you said, from then on, she just totally proved that she deserved the number one ranking. And now I think nobody thinks otherwise. Right. Because she's Absolutely. Just pretty dominant. So, uh, let's see, Madison, you're number two, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Number two. Um, so ego was not my pick but you know drop the flexibility routine like laura mentioned we could all use it so think please please if you're listening Iga. um so i'm gonna go ahead and i was kind of back and forth between a couple of players but i think i'm gonna go with jessica pagula dang it i don't know sorry laura (laughs) i i know i'm back and forth between her and coco but i think i'm gonna pick jess she played really well over in Asia these last few, actually over the last month, she's been playing pretty solid tennis. I just really like her as a player, a person. She, We know she played well in Australia. She had a good chance there. I think Indian Wells is going to be a good kind of, I, I maybe not as hot, um, more dry heat. And like we mentioned, slower courts, but I just feel like she's able to adapt well. She played well at the San Diego Open last year. I don't know. I feel like California is good for JPEG and I'm going with her. I feel confident in that for my top 10. Yeah, I love how real she is. Like she posted that, what was that tweet of her eating like a bag of Doritos at midnight talking about how she got bageled on her birthday. Like (laughs) she's just so, and I I also feel like ever since she kind of put out that official like written piece about the struggles with her mom, that she just like seems a lot more relaxed. Like she doesn't have that, not that she's still not worrying and being concerned about her mom, but like just having, not having to worry about that as an aspect to you know, nobody knows about it. I'm trying to keep it private. Not that it, you know, however long she wanted to keep it private is great, but I think it seems like she's more relaxed. So that's good. Yeah. I think it's helpful when you can maybe have the support of it, like the people around, obviously the people closest to her knew about that, but now that everybody kind of knows about it, um, she probably feels a lot of support. I think she definitely did the day she posted that story. So Mm -hmm. if you haven't seen that, go check it out. It's on the Players Tribune. Uh, Jess Pagula writing about her mother who had some well I'll just say a health scare last year so uh Laura was that your was that your second person that, that was my second pick yeah because I just I really like her and she's so relaxed and um but that's okay that's okay I'll pivot <laughs> um so I think then I am gonna go with Coco Goff And I was kind of struggling between picking Goff or Sabalenka because I was like, oh, I could get Sabalenka out of top 10 and Netflix. But um, as well as Arena's been playing, my personal style when I play is, is not similar to hers. So like when people play like that, I think like, oh, when they're really on, they're really on. Um, but when she's off, she's off. So um, I know that that's not like new to anyone, but I think that Coco is more consistent no matter where she is in the world, she has people behind her, but in Miami, especially being from Florida. Um, and also just like 
the physicality at such a young age um, and how she carries herself. She's like, I think part of it too, is that us being at tournaments, she's like always been willing to do um, any interviews or like she comes, anything the tournament asks her to do, she like seems like she's ready and willing to do, which I always like give extra points. So although that's not gonna help me with her tennis abilities, it does help me in picking her for for my choice. Yeah. Her Love. tennis ability is not bad either though. No, so, you, know you know what? It's not nothing to sneeze at Madison, nothing to sneeze at. <laughs> Well, you could take Sablanka if you wanted because you get to pick again as the Yeah, pick. great great point and I am. And there we um, go. <laughs> In case you were wondering, she is. Folks. Actually, nope, I take it back. Oh, it's off the board now. There we go. I'd like Maria Sakari. Ooh. Okay. okay. Thank you. Thank you. Um I think I'm uh, uh, clearly thus far what I'm doing is picking the most fit tennis team. Um, <laughs> because I think that, um, obviously I don't play outside in a lot of heat anymore, but even just being there watching their matches, it's so hot. Um, and especially when you're on that center court midday and it is just boiling out there. And I think Maria's fitness is gonna, is gonna take her, um, and also gets her out of the Netflix category. And so I'll take her there as well. Love it. All right. There you go. She did pretty well last year for those viewers. Yes. Yep. Netflix she did. Got to the final, lost to Iga, who, yeah, was just playing like on another level last year. And Seriously. Yeah. So I mean she's got she's got something to defend, which I think is always good for players going into an event. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Played, uh, let's see, Madison, you're up, right? Yeah. I'm also gonna pick from the Netflix category next. And I'm gonna go with Paula Bedosa. You know, she's she's a former champ. She, I just feel like this could be, you know, she kind of dropped out of the top 10. She went through a little rough patch. I feel like she's kind of on the upward climb and I'm ready to see. I think Indian Wells is going to be great for her. She plays well there. Fits her game. I'm ready. Let's go, Paula. Let's go. <laughs> my, my pick. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean. She she won it two years ago, right? And she like yeah. followed it up by making the semis, which isn't always easy to do when you win a big tournament like that. So she definitely has really good history here. And yeah, that's uh, that's what I was gonna say why I'd pick her, but I'm not picking her now. So gotta cross her off my own personal list. Oh, sorry. Yep. <laughs> Madison feels really bad about it. Clearly, I bet she does. She feels well, terrible. You gotta do what you gotta do, you guys. Yeah, it's ruthless. It's drafting. <laughs> All right. So then I get I get two picks here. So that's the only positive news. Uh, and I need to pick a Netflix wildcard and the field. All right. I, I'm going to take. I'm not going to pick a Netflix player because you guys have already made those picks. So those will be there later. Right. And you've both picked mm -hmm. top 10. Because they can't be. Yeah, we can't pick. So I'm for later. Yeah. So, all right, I'll do my field pick next. I'm really back and forth between Barb and Vika. Um, you know, Barb Krejcikova, she won Dubai recently and is playing really good tennis. Uh, a lot of talk about her. Like she's always watching people's matches, like in her off time at tournaments, you just see her sitting in the crowd by herself watching the match <laughs> and she, she likes to say like, well, I can always learn something and it's better than just sitting in my hotel room, which I agree. I don't know why more players don't like go out and watch. Maybe they, I don't know, it's like too much stress with all the people around, but. I love that you call her Barb, like you two are close. Barb. I mean, Barb. <laughs> yeah. 
Barb, <laughs> you know, kind of do it. Um, and then as rank is the other one I, I'm thinking about, but oh, I think why don't we consult the draw here? We have it up just for our YouTube mm-hmm. to kind of see what the draw looks like. Azaranka, she obviously gets a buy as pretty much everyone does. That's a seed. I feel like she has a pretty good draw. If you just look, she's not playing anybody seated too high until I guess that's the fourth round. And it, it, it would be Jabur if the seeds hold. And I, I don't know, Jabur's kind of coming back from an injury and hasn't done like great at Indian Wells in the past. So that could even open up there. And then Azaranka, who is, or I'm sorry, um, Krejcikova also has a pretty good draw. Except she'll run into Vekic, Sabalanka, maybe somewhere down there. I don't know. I'm going to go with Azaranka. She's made the final here before. And has she maybe won the tournament in the past? I can't remember. But um, I can't remember. I'm going to go with Azaranka for. Okay. That's a good pick. Uh, bah, 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 for the field. And then wild card. Who did I write down for this? Oh, I think we went with Katie McNally. For wild card there were there are a few i i would like to take volley nets because what a great name or or sterns because she yeah once won the ncaa's got her first wta match win the other day and uh she won two rounds actually right at the she made the quarters yeah she made the in quarters austin. in austin so i'd like to do that i think peyton's draw kind of sucks because if you look up here you can see she's if she wins she's going to play andre Askew, who's won indian wells before and if she wins that she's probably going to play Sviantec. so that's that's tough i'm going to go with katie who is playing another wild card so really anything could happen there but then the winner plays fernandez who you know has kind of like struggled since winning the us open to to be consistent so I don't know. I think that's a, a totally win- winnable match for Katie too. So I'm going to go with McNally. Okay. It's a good pick. Good pick. Yeah. Well, All I'm right. also going to pick um, from the wild card category and you just talked about her. I am going to go with Peyton Stearns. I know it might be a little, a little tough journey, but I like the way she's playing. Laura and I had the pleasure of getting to talk to her several times last year at the NCAAs. Not only did she win the singles national championship, her team won it two years in a row. So she's got a lot, you know, winning is in her blood. She's won some challengers this year. I like, I like how she plays. I like her as a person, as Laura mentioned, that's sometimes why we pick these players on our team because we like their personalities and their willingness to talk to us at tennis one. So she's a, she's one that I feel like, has really matured fast on tour and she's already ranked 126. So that's pretty impressive. She's climbed her way up. Peyton Stearns is my choice. I listened to a podcast that's similar to this format where they do movies and there's, there's people that always draft like the movies and they're trying to be like very smart about it. And like, well, this was the first time this happened or blah, blah, blah. But then some people just pick like, these are the movies I like. This is what everybody likes. You know, I'm picking Titanic. Like, don't at me. I like that. I like that. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Let's just pick. But, you know, really for like this feat, this category, wild card protected ranking, it's not like we're expecting these people to win the tournament. You know, it's just, can they win a few rounds and get us some points? So. Right. Love it. Uh, Laura, you're up. All right. So 
I'm going to do my wild card protected ranking as well. And I am going to go with Diana Yastremska. Um, a few things here. Looking at the draw, I totally see that if she wins her first round that she's going to run into our, our gal Barb. But um, <laughs> looking at what remains, I think that... So I see that Kennan plays Sloan Stevens first round. And although I think, you know, since Sloan won the U.S. Open, I think that they're... I think that if she put full force into it all the time, she would be one of the best players on tour because she's one of the most athletic people in the world, I think. Um, and, but if she's on, even if she's not trying her hardest, she's going to, she's going to beat her. And even if they get past that point, I mean, she's, they're going to have to, what's the next round? Oh yeah. They, they see Rybakina next round. So I don't see Sophia Kennan getting past that point. Um, and I think that although, Krejcikova is like doing really well this year that sometimes with the fact that she plays like both singles and doubles and she's actually very focused in both that you know that can sometimes hurt a little early on having all that practice time and and that um I also like um think that in particular a lot of the Ukrainian players uh, are playing for a lot more than themselves and they and they seem to be giving so much time and energy um because they know that there are other people uh, making sacrifices for them at home so I think that they all, no matter what happens they always have that spirit and try their best so that's that's what I'm giving there um I considered like Stearns Navarro volley nets but same thing looking at their draws I was like mm, I'm gonna go with this one so um and then I'm gonna go with my field pick and I am going to go with Magda Lynette ah that is a good one uh, and yeah and let me tell you like my first interaction with Magda like her fan base absolutely love her. they have a like Instagram account can like fully <laughs> connected to her we were um live streaming her practice and I remember them messaging us every day asking like when when is her practice going to be and I feel like she's kind of um flies under the radar because she's pretty soft-spoken like she doesn't she's not like super outward she doesn't she's not doing anything on court not making a lot of noise that people are necessarily paying attention to so I think she's a sleeper pick that kind of flies under the radar um and I realized that she would have to play Emma Raducanu if she got past the first round but I think Emma's you know been having her ups and downs um and then you know, I think she has a pretty good draw until she gets to, you know, round three, where she probably, I'm going to guess, is going to play Sviantec. But I think that up until that point, she can win a couple rounds. And, and like she flies under the radar, too, because she's Polish, right? And there's a, another pretty famous Polish female tennis player. Exactly. So I think they're going to have an all-Polish matchup in round three. Um, mm -hmm. So so the Polish fans will be very excited to see it. Maybe not before the final, but, you know. But well, to your point really? earlier, there's a lot of them, right? Yeah. Know if you guys yeah. on social, anything you post about Polish players is like, Phew. yeah, they people love, love them. They have great support. And she played well in Australia too. Magda did. Magda yeah. did. So. Did she make the semis? Is that right? I think she did. Yeah. Great yeah. pick. I like it. Okay. So I guess my field is the last one and I'm going to go with Donna Vekic. I, she just won down in Mexico. She's been playing really well this year so far. I just feel like, I don't know. Every time she's just kind of like 
ceases to amaze me. Like she just continues to make it that much further at all of these events. And she played well in Australia too, didn't she? From yeah, what I remember. Yeah. yeah she played. Too. Yeah. So she had a great run. I feel like she's playing really good tennis. I'm excited what to see. I, I don't, I can't remember how much success she's had at Indian Wells in the past, but I just feel like with her playing well in the heat down in Mexico and just kind of what she's been able to do thus far, it could suit her game pretty well. And I'm, I'm thinking that she'll, she could go pretty far. One of the things that I've always noticed about Donna when I like first watch her play, watched her play in person, she was one of the first professional players that I got to see play in person. Cause I think she was playing in the qualifiers of a turn, like one of the first tournaments I was at for tennis one. And I always noted how like, you know, they always tell you when you're like learning how to play tennis to breathe out when you're hitting the ball or breathe out when your opponent is hitting the ball. And actually, if you guys watch Ben Shelton, he does the same thing too, yeah. where you can hear the outward like air blow when their opponent is hitting or when they're hitting um, just to like, and it's not like um, super loud when their opponent's hitting the ball or anything, or when they're just like getting ready, they're doing their split step and they're breathing out at the same time. And I always like, at first I was like, why is she doing that? That's kind of weird. And then I like, now I'm like, oh my gosh, like that gets her so ready and she's like moves so well. And that's a big part of that. And obviously like her and Ben Shelton both are very good movers. So you can see that the technique is seeming to work at this point. <laughs> yeah. I was wrong. She made the quarters. She lost to seven okay. at the Australian Open. Um, but yeah, she made the San Diego Open final last year. And uh, she's she's going to run into Sabalanka, it looks like, in this draw, I think, in the second round. Let's see. Uh, okay. Yeah. But she she's, you know, she, she can beat Sabalanka. She's done it before. And didn't at the Australian Open, but you know, it's not easy to beat people twice in a row, right? So that's true. We'll see. There we go. I'm gonna pick Sabalanka. Uh, <laughs> last pick. There you go. Uh, <laughs> I have to take her in Netflix, right? She's gonna be featured in the second half of the show. Um. So yeah, I mean, uh, part of me is like, I, I think was it, Laura? Did you say it earlier? Sabalanka, you know, she. she when she's put that style of play when she's on, it's like, you know, we yeah. can do, uh, especially now that her serves back in action, but yeah, you, you never kind of know with somebody like that, you know, Madison keys kind of the same way she hits, hits the shit out of it. And, uh, sometimes it, it works great. And, you know, sometimes you have like 50 unforced errors in a match. So, um, we'll see, maybe I'm hoping that, with this Grand Slam win, maybe the monkeys off Sabalanka's back and she'll just be playing super free. And I think she's only ever made like the third round of Indian Wells, maybe fourth, but I think it's third round. So hopefully she uh, feels a lot less pressure now and uh, we'll, we'll, yeah, make a little run. So that's, uh, that's who I got. Yeah. All right. That, that's it, right? That's all of them. Those awesome. are picks. Yeah, we'll just recap real quick for the people listening and not watching. Uh, Laura for top 10, she picked Coco Goff, Maria Sicari out of Netflix, uh, Yastremska, Wildcard Protected Ranking, and Lynette in field. Madison had Pagula in top 10, Bedosa out of the Netflix category, Peyton Stearns, Wildcard Protected Ranking, and Donna Vekic out of field. I had Iga Sviantek. Top 10, Vika Azarenka, Field, Katie McNally, Wildcard Protector Ranking, and Sabalenka out of Netflix. 
Here we go. Looking yeah, good. Yeah, these are pretty pretty even teams here. But we're gonna we'll see. I feel like Indian Wells is one that just like somebody new could win it, you know, every year. It, I don't know. It's kind of like Roland Garros, maybe because it's a slower court. All right. Should we go reverse order for draft picks for the men's draft? So why let's, not? Yeah, let Laura pick first, and then you, and then I'll go last. All right. All right. First pick, men's draft. Laura Sunday, editor in chief. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I I was not prepared to be the first pick, but obviously I have my list. I just have to decide which category I'd like to choose from. Um. So this is the thing. Carlos is not in any other category. So it's like, I can't even like save him for something else. Um, but neither is Daniil Medvedev, which are my two top picks. I was kind of hoping that somebody else would go first so that I would have to make a choice later. Um, I'm going to go with Daniil Medvedev. And a couple of things on that. I, I fully realize what we're looking at with Carlos Alcaraz, but, um, you know, I think anytime you come off of an injury, even if you seem a hundred percent, right. One, one wrong move could be pretty, um, you know, I'm not wishing that on Carlos cause we all love to watch him, but I think, uh, Daniil has been really great as of late, obviously. Um, when we chatted with him, when our, um, team was in Rotterdam he seemed really good I uh, he always takes the opportunity to make things a little interesting for the crowd in a multitude of ways so I think people really enjoy watching him and I think one of my favorite things about him is his adaptability so like he's super tall so you assume he's going to play one specific way but he adapts to whatever his opponent is doing and like he's got to be a backboard he'll be a backboard he's got to hit past you he'll hit past you like he'll adjust his game whereas other players um you know have that one style like I'm going for it and that's it um he's not like that so I'm going to take him for my top 10. It's a good pick yeah he's like you said he's not he's not in any other category so if you didn't take him there, we would have been snatched up. I Definitely think the so. Hottest player right now, guys. Yes, three tournaments in a row. He's won. Yes, three tournaments in a row. So hoping he continues that. All right, Madison, you're up. All right, so I'm just gonna go ahead and take Taylor Fritz right off the bat. I just feel like with how he's been playing, he made the semis in Acapulco. If you didn't see that match, he actually like got sick and then continued to play and didn't even get a violation, a time violation. So um, he just doesn't quit, never gives up. And uh, we've talked about what happened in Breakpoint. Like he was injured going into that final. His team was trying to get him last year to not play. And he's like, if I don't do it, I'll regret it for the rest of my life. Obviously ended up winning. I know title defense is difficult at Indian Wells, but I think that he's been playing really well. He won in Delray. I think the conditions in Indian Wells suit him really well. He's a California kid. I'm going Taylor Fritz. Good choice. Good choice. He's got a pretty good draw too, aside from his first round will be tough. I think we'll see if he yeah. plays the winner of Fonini and Ben Shelton. So It'll, I don't know. It's always always tough to win the first one, especially like when you're the defending champ. I feel like now he'll feel some pressure. But yeah, yeah. after that, pretty good looking draw there for for Fritz. Let's see. Oh, do you want to take him in Netflix or top ten? Oh, great oh. question. Oh, <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, let's go. Let's go Netflix. Good call. I didn't even think about that. Thanks for mentioning it. Yeah, no worries. I'll <laughs> flash through. Okay, so I'm up next. I'm actually going to take my field pick first. Oh. I mentioned he's not here. I'm taking Cam Nori. Ah, oh. uh, good choice. He was on the top of my field. Yeah. Great Obviously, choice. Cam won this tournament in 2021, I think. It was the year it was in yep. the fall. Yep. So he's done really well here in the past having a great year so far he's been in three different finals only won one of them i think he was in let's see he was in auckland he was in buenos aires the argentinian open and he was in uh rio which he won rio against alcaraz so yeah he's really good tennis and uh since i'm gonna get another pick after this i figured i just gotta get cam nori right away so there you go. Good choice, good choice. all right so then Next pick. Let me cross these people off so I know they're gone. Uh, I think I kind of want to take my wild card pick next. I don't know. You know, there's like good players in the top 10. Any one of them will, will be good. Pro. Yeah, I'm I'm taking Wooey Bing, my boy. There you go. Your Dallas boy. Yeah, obviously, if, if you guys are listening to some of our past podcasts, I was at the Dallas Open where where we being won. And that guy, I mean, talk about something that's super athletic. If you just sit at the baseline and watch him, like, first of all, he, he hits the hell out of the ball for sure. But he's just so he moves so well and he's just totally unflappable in big moments like he. I mean, in the final against Isner, he saved like four match points and just totally went for it on all four of them like he. He's super impressive. He's he's had good results this year. He made the finals of a challenger before he won the Dallas Open. I don't think he's played since Dallas, so that's my only kind of concern, but I'm taking Wu. I also kind of wonder if part of that, and I'm not saying that pro tennis players aren't prepared, but like, like maybe if you're not expecting to get that far in a tournament, you need a little bit more recovery time than you had originally thought, right? Because yeah. normally he'd at least have a travel day to head somewhere else or whatever. So perhaps, you know, especially like capitalizing on some of the things that made him successful there was kind of like the, okay, we'll just, we'll work on that. So I think that's a good pick. And Mike Cation would agree with you. Yeah. Mike who, who <laughs> picked, picked him to win the Dallas open before the tournament even started. So Mike, uh, Mike's got a crystal ball. He also, if you just look if for those watching, you can see his draw here. I think it's a pretty good draw. Obviously, Davidovich, Fokina, you know, it's going three sets to a tie break probably because that guy's a warrior. But I don't know. I, I kind of, you know, play hatching off in the third round. And I don't know, slower courts. I think that'll help Wu. And then Casper Rude, who, I don't know. Casper. He's been a little off. Yeah, he hasn't had a good start to the year, so maybe I'm sure he's looking to turn it around here. And people were saying, I don't know if you guys saw, people were saying that like, oh, he shouldn't have done that South American tour with Nadal at the end of last year. He like kind of did an exhibition tour down there with him. I don't know. I feel first of all, that's like his childhood hero. If Nadal asks, yeah, him, if Nadal asks you to do something, I don't care what it is. He yeah. could say, "Let's go skydiving together." You say, yes. "Yeah." Yeah, I'm sure he'd take those experiences over having a good start to this year. So, good. plenty a year left. Yeah, plenty. yeah, very true. Only early March. Yeah, right. that's a great pick. Um, I think I'm going to go ahead and pick from my field as well, and I'm going to take. 
I'm gonna go Tommy Paul. He just made the final. I knew off the you were gonna go Tommy Paul. <laughs> I don't For know. For those of you listening on the other end, not only does Madison think Tommy Paul is a great tennis player, but she also very much is into pop culture and follows his girlfriend on TikTok and stuff, and really, really closely. So she. So Let me Paige, just talk about her real briefly. At the next tournament we're at, Madison. Would yes. Love I didn't get a chance to meet Paige when I was in Delray Beach, but just shout out to her. She's an icon, a fashion icon, and I'm obsessed with her in the most normal way. Okay. Anyways, back to Tommy. <laughs> where, where does the clout rank of her and Taylor Fritz's girlfriend? Where, like, in terms of social media influence? Oh, wow, you're putting me in the middle here. I feel like you're asking me to pick teams. Um, I'm not going to... I knew of Paige before I knew of Morgan. Paige okay. is Tommy's girlfriend. Morgan is Taylor's girlfriend. However, they're both influencers. They both do video vlogs. They're friends. We support. They're fun. They have good fashion style. I'll give them that. Both that. Okay? I'm not going to pick teams. <laughs> they're even, okay? So they're if even. the next time we do a draft, let's make it for, like, like player spouses. The spouses, yes. I'm down. Um, so anyways, back to Tommy. He did make the final down in Acapulco. Uh, he dropped the last two sets, but played really well the first set. He had a great week, and those are tough conditions. I think he plays well in the heat, lives in Delray, right around that area, trains in Florida. Obviously, we, we know his Australian Open was amazing this year. I think he's playing really good tennis, and I think that he got sick right after he got back from Australian Open, he said. So he didn't play as well as he could have in Delray. And I think maybe that kind of helped him for Acapulco. He was able to rest up, get going down there. And I think that he'll, I think him maybe losing the final in Acapulco wasn't necessarily a bad thing. So I think he's capable of going far in Indian Wells. Nice. Solid pick. We love Paige, we love Paige. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Laura, you're up. All right, um, I'm going to go with my Netflix Netflix pick, and it's going to be Felix Ajay Aliassime. Right. Um, obviously, removes him from the top 10 category. As Patrick said, anyone in the top 10 category is good. But I think that um, if I'm thinking particularly about the Netflix category, I mean, we just had a full discussion about Casper Ruud. Um, I like the spirit of Tanasi Kakanakis, but I'm not going to pick him to win that many matches through the tournament. Um, and I think too, like looking at his draw, Felix is in a pretty good place. I mean, he's got the winner of Mark Andrea Husler and Pedro Martinez um, in round two. And then the seed that he would run into would be Francisco Sarundolo. So I think that he's um, in a pretty good spot just in terms of, you know, if, if Jack Sock makes it through, if Jack Sock is playing well, like one of those guys that's gonna, you know, hit right through you. But um, I think that, experienced enough players um tend to do really well and I know that everybody kind of talks about how Tony Nadal is helping Felix out now and Felix has always seemed to have a really strong team so um the effort's always there and I think taking him from both of those categories um is behooves me good call um do you have another pick right yeah, I have another pick. So I'm going to go with, because now in my wildcard protected ranking, I, my first or my second pick was Jack Sock. Obviously I'm not going to do that because if Jack Sock does make it to the third round, he would meet my other pick. So although one of my picks would keep going, I'm not going to do that. I'm actually going to go with Stan Wawrinka. 
That was um, that's a great pick. yeah you know what I think that Stan again another player that's been under the radar for a while obviously um a lot of times when people talk about the players that have like won slams and did really well they would say like the names of the big four and then like if they were to continue they always kind of mention Stan Wawrinka and I think um you know, getting to getting to hear a little bit of his personality when our team was in Rotterdam too. like all the interviews that we did with him, it seemed like he was in good high spirits. Everybody loves to watch a one handed backhand. Um, I think in that category, he's got probably one of the best shots um, because of his experience. It's one of those things where you're like, even if I mean, his draw is, is OK for the first couple of rounds anyway. But even if he were to be in a tight spot, you just kind of with the past that he's had, you're not necessarily like, oh, well, he's never going to beat that person. So it's not like an impossible task for him to beat anyone. And he's got, I think he's got a pretty good one down there. Even if he were to meet um, Holger Rune eventually, like, I think that, you know, that old versus young guy experience might help him out a little bit. Yeah, that was a great pick. The, that they, was who I was going to pick. So they had a little, uh, a <laughs> little headbutting the last time they played. I'm trying to remember which tournament this was, if it was, did they play each other in Rotterdam? Well, was it the one where where Wawrinka said like you're something at the net, like you're acting, yeah, yeah you're acting like a baby, like at the net after the match, and they shook hands. He called him a baby, which I think would do well for me because I think that that will bother Holger Rune a lot more than it'll bother Stan Wawrinka if they do play each other. Yeah, I mean, Stan's a full grown adult man, and and Holger's obviously just coming on the scene, super talented, but yeah. Yeah, we'll see. But yeah, that's a great. I had him written down as well at one point. So nice. I Uh, like it. Right. Okay, I'm just gonna since you guys have both picked your wild card protected ranking, I'm gonna go ahead and pick my top ten, and I'm gonna take Andre Rublev. Right. I'm a big Rublev fan. Okay, let me just say that just because. Again, we're going back to the personality. But I think he is one of the most like dry sense of humors on tour. And he is so funny. But you ask any broadcaster and they love talking to him. Like they love doing sit downs. They love the on-court interviews with him. He's just a great person and also like immensely talented. He's actually been playing really well this year as well. Um, lost to Medvedev recently in the final, but he's playing some good tennis. He played, he played pretty well in Australia. I think the mental thing is what he said in Australia was kind of getting in his way and he just gets really in his head. So I think if he is able to play without that block in Indian Wells, he's going to go far and play well. He just, he has great results. And then he, you know, always against the very top players. It seems like within the top 10, I wonder what his record is because it always seems like he loses those matches, but if he could just get like one of them, maybe. Maybe that would open the floodgates for him. Yeah. Oh, all right. Good pick. I, I need to pick. So I have my last two. So I need to pick top 10 and Netflix. Let's just do Netflix because there's only three players left. I could pick Kokonakis, Berrettini, or Rude. I was just sitting here saying how Rude hasn't had a great start to the year. But I think I'm going to go with him because Indian Wells slower courts. Casper's really good on slow surfaces. Obviously, Clay is kind of his best surface. And I think, you know, hopefully this is the tournament that he he gets that year going. So I'm I also feel like he's really relaxed. And so, like, 
or seems so outwardly. So like him not having a great start to the year, you can't really tell when you're watching him play, which means that from tournament to tournament, I think he's still got a good, yeah. good head That's on point. Yeah. Short, short term memory. And you know what? He's a big golfer. Uh, Indian Wells, great golfing area. So uh, sure. I want to stick around longer. So you're, yeah. Does that mean, I mean, obviously he's not going to play during the tournament, right? So really what I just said doesn't make sense. Does, does he want to lose early so that he can start playing <laughs> and get more rounds in before the next tournament? I, I don't know, but we're going, we're going, he did well at Miami last year, you know, this around this time, maybe he's starting to come into his own. So pick it up, like rude there. And then in top 10, everybody's staying away from Alcaraz because we just don't know you know is he gonna like pull out after the first match or what the deal is in a perfect world I'd pick Alcaraz but I think I'm gonna go with Sitsipas. he did well for me last time I picked him at the Aussie Open obviously he always does well there um Indian Wells I, I think maybe fourth round is the best he's done Ah, I don't know. This is, this is I'm trying to be more safe here than anything because I feel like Alcaraz and Runa have like huge potential, but it just Alcaraz is hurt and Runa. I don't know. Ah, all right, I'm going with Sitsipas for my last pick. <laughs> See what happens. My least well, comp- like you said, he did well for you in Australia, so yeah. you never know. Yeah. Madison, uh, or am I? Up? No, Madison. Madison's up. Yeah. Okay. And it's my last pick for the wild card and protected ranking. All right. I think I'm going to go with Monfi because uh, I just, if I remember correctly, didn't he beat Medvedev last year? Was that who beat? Oof, uh, maybe. Let's... I think he had a really big win because he he just can get the crowd so into his matches and I feel like he just feeds so well. There you go. Yeah. I see. Indian Wells too. Yep. That's what I thought. So he took, he, he can, he can just get the crowd going and he is capable of beating anybody at any given moment. And I'm, I think he plays well in Indian Wells. I think we know that. And I just feel like, I know he's struggled with injuries and everything. Um, I know that's hard and he's kind of probably nearing the end of his tennis career, but I feel like Indian Wells, he can do well. And I'm going with, with Gail. Yeah. It's his first tournament back since the national bank open in Canada last year. So that was in August. It's but been hope- a minute. Yeah, it's been a minute, but. <laughs> tough pick, tough pick, but I admire. <laughs> I admire. <laughs> he's like. Maybe one of my top two favorite players. Oh, heck inside. He's, yeah. He's so entertaining. Such a, so he's just like, it's di- like obviously different because Sloan Stevens doesn't do like the same kind of stuff, but it, it in the same way that it's like the most athletic people. Yeah. And when they're doing really well, like Monfils, even if he's, he's doing so well, he'll still go for those like trick shots and whatever, like no matter if he's winning, losing, whatever. So at least, you know, you're going to get a good show. Yeah, great show, but he, he's a, he's an amazing guy. Like, if you have the chance to spend any any time with him for an interview or whatever, like he he's just super nice, really funny. I've never seen anyone hit the ball like in person as hard as he does, or maybe it just sounds really hard because his racket's pretty heavy. But he can absolutely crack it, 
So it's kind of interesting how he plays more defensive, like his style is pretty defensive for how hard he can actually hit the ball. So sometimes I just wish he would like, maybe when he comes back now, he'll have like, he'll try a new strategy towards the end of the career, but <laughs> just man, he can, he can hit really hard. So um, yeah, but anyway, I just really like him. So, so. you never All know. Right. My, my last pick. Last one. So I was torn field wise between Yannick Sinner and Alex Damonar. I'm going with Yannick Sinner. Um, obviously, Damonar won in Mexico this past weekend or this past week. Um, and one of the things that I really like about him is that everybody talks about like no matter, no matter what you're gonna get effort from him which is something I really admire about players like I realize they're professional athletes and you're like they're all putting in effort but like it it just seems like from the way that everybody talks about him that it's from a different level however if I'm taking a look at their draws um second round Damon R is likely to meet JJ Wolf who Mm. as an American somebody whose friends tend to travel to tournaments and like that kind of thing um and he's always like a force to be reckoned with really fiery got that you know um all that flair I think that that could could cause some issues pretty early on and Yannick Sinner would play like the winner of a qualifier and Richard Gasquet and then you know even so continuing on like Damon R would reach Taylor Fritz and hopefully you know you say like I just think that the odds are better to get center past a couple of rounds um you know he would get Gasquet and or qualifier and then he'd get um winner of team Manorino and Musetti so I just think that he's got more potential to go more rounds so although like in a heart kind of way I would pick Damonar uh in in reality of things I'm gonna pick Yannick Sinner and you, you gotta love that the guy is sponsored by a cheese company, you know? Which cheese company is that? Oh, I can't remember, but there's a picture of him like with a big block of like Parmesan cheese, essentially. Um, That's amazing. Incredible. Yeah, it's incredible. Well, he's Italian, so you gotta have a cheese. I mean, come on, right? It just Parmesan makes sense. Right. You That's may be worried I didn't consult the draw for the Casper Rude pick to see who he's got. So now I'm, I'm looking at it here. Okay, I feel better about it. No like. Yeah immediate you know watch outs so yeah all right okay so let's recap here that is all the picks for the men's so laura picked daniel medvedev top 10 faa in netflix stan vavrinka in wild card protected ranking and yannick sinner darren cahill combo in the field we <laughs> we always pair him with the coach laura because cahill he's he's the man he knows what he's doing <laughs> uh cam i picked cam nori in the field uh wooey bing in wildcard protected ranking casper rude in netflix and stefano sitsipas top 10 madison picked taylor fritz and his girlfriend what's her name sorry no no tommy paul's girlfriend well but you have you have both of the morgan riddle we can shout out her too that's taylor fritz's girlfriend if those are wondering exactly and Tommy Paul in the field, Andre Rublev top ten, and Gael Malfi wild wild card protected ranking. He's back. Oh, I hope I hope he wins a few rounds. I'd be happy to see you win just because Malfi is like makes a run. That would be if he wins one round. I think I would be happy with that. Yeah, that's that's a good. 
but let's let's go. I, I think he's on the party court a lot, which is Blair Henley's court, who we had on our podcast on Friday. So, you know, if you want to watch court three on TV or if you're there, the party court, that's what Blair, Blair said. That's where it's at. So I'm definitely going there when I get there on Friday. <laughs> yeah, there. for those of you that don't know, I'm going to go to Indian Wells for tennis one, get some behind the scenes social media coverage, just, you know, should I be like more casual about it? Because like full disclosure, we are not credentialed at this tournament. It's a tough cookie to crack, even compared to some of the slams. So I'm just going as a fan. Should I like be drinking while I'm doing this, like having some champagne? Cause that's part of the scene in Indian Wells. Or should I just like be professional? What do you guys think? I'm going to go with be professional. <laughs> Good call. That's going to be my pick. That's going to be my pick, Patrick. <laughs> Ah, maybe during the weekday, like when I'm there on Friday, that's during the week, but then weekend, Saturday, Sunday, it's like, uh, it's fuzzy. I don't know. <laughs> nope. We got to be professional guys. This is a, this is tennis one. This isn't some, you know, who knows what. So, <laughs> all right. Well, yeah. Thanks. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. If you're listening on Spotify, we really appreciate a follow and rating that helps us a lot. Uh, we've, we've been seeing the, the mass and I were looking at the numbers the other day, each episode getting more and more people listening. So that's exciting stuff. Obviously this is going to be in the tennis one app and it's on YouTube if you want to watch it. So uh, at tennis one app for our social channels and uh, yeah, we'll be back. What, what do you think is the next podcast, Madison? I would, I mean, sometimes next week, probably whenever, well, actually whatever works for you because you're going to be on the road for the next month. And then we'll so. be Patrick and I'll be heading to Miami. So that's right. Ah, Good idea. That's why I wore this hat. I told Madison so I wouldn't forget. <laughs> this is like the Tennis One Super Bowl Miami Open, right, Laura? Yeah, absolutely. Can't wait to be there. So maybe we'll have to do another draft before then. And well, then we'll probably do a live podcast from site, everybody. So you can probably yeah. catch that. Yeah, Tennis One will be official app of Miami Open. So Laura and I will be down there. Doing post-match interviews, lots of that. There we will be credentialed, so there we'll have like very good access and can get some some cool videos and stuff for you guys. So really excited about that coming up right after Indian Wells. But let's uh, let's enjoy the first part of the Sunshine Double. Thanks for thanks for joining Madison and Laura. First time around, you're gonna have to come back. Happy to be here.